Praise the Lord. Good day. It's been a little while since we last uh, spoke. Today, we're going to be continuing our series on faith, titled Eyes Wide Shut. Our last podcast, we talked about who faith was. And that was, you know, talking about Jesus being the author and the finisher of our faith. Today, we're going to be examining what faith is. Um, hallelujah. But before we do that, I want you to just lift your hearts to God. Let us pray. Just clear your heart of all this distraction. And just uh, be attuned with my voice. Again, this is not a therapy session. <laughs> because I think it's one of the things that therapists usually often say. So just lift your hearts to God and just honor him with the gift of your attention. No pressure, no pressure, no pressure. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. I would advise you to <laughs> just uh, connect as much as you can. Please lay aside all distraction because this is a very uh, important topic as a Christian. Understanding what faith is. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful time in your presence. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will make my tongue like that of a ready writer that I might be able with utterance to inscribe your words into their hearts. Pray for my listeners that this will not just be an, an empty exegesis to caress their emotions and get them high on mental ascents, that, but you will, through me, transform their hearts that they might be with these simple principles and definitions and descriptions of that which you've shown me that they will be able to effect change in their immediate world their lives and teach people and help people around them thank you Lord for answering this prayer of mine in Jesus name we pray amen hallelujah glory <laughs> alright so today we're going to be talking about what faith is um, we all believe in something and someone that we have agreed to be greater than ourselves men we seek to believe in something that actually gives us solace in that when something terrible happens, we have something to run to or someone to run to. It could be the inventions of inventions of men, it could be science, it could be voodoo, it could be juju, or what you know the Americans call juju, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it could be the devil that you believe in. It could be God. But I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. So let me start by asking you. What do you believe in? Who do you believe in? Let me quickly apologize beforehand that this is not an exhaustive message on the topic of faith. <laughs> it could not have been. It isn't and it will never be. Because the faith syllabus and in, the faith syllabus in God is such a compendium of God's thoughts that even a thousand petabytes of storage could not even contain. Let me start or let me continue rather by saying what faith isn't. Faith is not mental ascent. Many people 
who don't have faith in God only mentally agree that Jesus could have been the son of God. It is not hope. Your faith actually does need hope, but faith isn't hope. Hope is an expectation of a future event. Faith is bringing those future events into the now. So let us start with the scripture. Hebrews 11.1 This gives us a rather accurate definition of faith. This is where faith is defined. But before Hebrews 11 chapter 1, um, the writer of the book of Hebrews, uh, a lot of people have argued who wrote the book of Hebrews. Is it Paul? Is it Apollos? Is it Barnabas? Right? I have my answer, but I will not superimpose my own beliefs with yours. I will just say what the Bible says. So permit me to say, the writer of Hebrews, <laughs> yes, um, in Hebrews chapter 10, and uh, verse 38, he was talking about uh, people wavering in their faith, you know, uh, Jewish, sacri- um, Jewish sacrifices that had lost their efficacy and all that. But, but then he goes on to say in verse 38, he says, Now the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. But if ever any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure, pleasure in him. Verse 39 goes on to say, But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. It then means that our lives as Christians, or as Christians rather, is anchored on our continued confidence in God. Now let's go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. He says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hmm. Let's read it all the way to verse 6. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Huh. It means that faith actually does bring understanding. So that things which are seen were made by the things which do not appear. <laughs> that is also faith. Verse 4 says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. Verse 5, By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was, was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now verse 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith. Hebrews 11, 1 again. It says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This could mean, in other words, that we are not without hope, at least a glimmer of it. Hope in this context, as with most, is an expectation. Thus, we are never without expectation because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Meaning that whether you're a Christian or you're an unbeliever, you have hope in something. But faith is the substantiation of that hope. It is the word becoming flesh, even in your heart. It is full conviction. Faith is stirring up the expectations of hope through a very strong desire. Faith is providing the evidence of things which are not seen. It is fully persuading yourself that the things which you are expecting has come. 
not that we will come, but has come. Therefore, faith is the conversion crucible of the unseen into the seen. It is the bridge between the natural and the supernatural. Faith is the substantiation of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In other words, faith is you getting it before you actually do get it. <laughs> All right. Faith is the sight of the heart. It causes the transformation of the entire being. It is the singleness of the eyes. Faith is sight where the eyes is inadequate. John chapter 20 verse 29, Jesus was saying unto Thomas, he said, Thomas, because thou hast seen me and thou hast believed, blessed are they that have not even seen, but yet believe. Faith is the righteousness of a believer. For we believe, for, for, for with the heart man believe and with the man confession is made unto salvation. Your righteous work with God, your Christian work your Christian work actually starts by believing in God. For they that must come to him must believe that he exists. Second Corinthians 5 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. This suggests that there are two major ways of accessing visual information, either by the natural eye or the convictions of the imagery formed by the mind under inspiration, whether it's inspiration or from God or from the devil. Let me tell you something. Babala was her faith. Uh, yes, they do. Babala was actually do her faith. I promise you this. They do. Because that is how they are able to conjure things. They are able to they are able to stop rain. Have you heard that Babala was actually stop rain? That they actually create fire? They make people sick? Yes, they do. Faith is that ability to bring the supernatural into the natural. Praise the Lord. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says, Why we look at the things which are not seen? Which, why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen? For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Faith is actually looking with your heart. It is seeing with your heart, not with your eyes. And I want you to know that, see, for your faith to, be, to actually be effectual, for your faith to actually really mean anything, for your faith to be able to make substance of the things that you're hoping for, you must first of all believe that God actually does love you. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29, for the thoughts that I think towards you are of good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. Meaning that, which then means that faith, according to Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, says that faith works by love. Meaning that when I know that God loves me, then I know that when I ask God for bread, he will not give me stone. When I ask God for fish, he will not give me serpent. Do you believe that God actually does love you? The Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God will deliver them from it all. Faith is not believing in the affliction. Faith is believing that God will bring you out of this affliction. Faith is the ability i'm working on i'm working on something and uh i had a help i had some help with my friend from my friend pastor said it's a faith theorem is you know the physics of faith trying to use um uh 
Einstein's uh, law of relativity to explain faith. Perhaps maybe when I do that, uh, it, it will be quite easy to understand how you can dematerialize cancer and sicknesses and how the Lord has worked with me over time to see healing in my own body and in the lives of others. Faith, with faith, you can do so many things. Mark 11, 23, which is like the great faith scripture. See, I want you to understand God's love. So when you understand God's love, it will be easy to believe God for things. It will be easy to work out things. The Bible says in the book of Mark, oh, sorry, Psalms chapter 35, verse 27, it says, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yet, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. But this is where I'm going to say, which had pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. See, God wants you to be prosperous, honestly speaking. God wants you to be prosperous. God wants you to be prosperous. He's happy when you are. But the problem with our aspirations is that we take empirical data to fuel our faith according to what we see with our natural eyes, not with what God has said. It then means that if God wants you to get a jet, if God wants you to get a jet, but you are not able to get it, usually it is because of what you are seeing. Question then, what do we usually see? It is sad that we Christians take, we, we take our cue from the stock market from what the what the economy is saying yes those things are actually real faith does not deny facts faith is the superimposition of what god has said over what is naturally occurring therefore when men say there is a casting down you will say under full persuasion you don't just say you will say with full persuasion that there is a lifting up which means that faith is affected by that which you behold because you believe that which you behold and you become that which you believe. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So when you have zero naira in your banking account, in your checking account, and God has told you that he will make supplies of your needs, that is, he will supply your needs according to his riches by glory through Christ Jesus. God was not joking. Every word of scripture is actually true. God does not mince word when he says that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you could ever ask or think. The question is, do you actually believe with all your heart that this is what God is saying? You, you have been in bed for days, for weeks. Do you believe that God can actually raise you? That if the spirit of him who raised Jesus up from the dead can actually quicken your mortal body, do you believe that? Many of us, we go to church and pastor says, God can do exceedingly abundantly. We shout, glory, 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 woo, glory. But we step out of church and we say to ourselves subconsciously, let us face reality. What is the point of going to church if you are not going to work what that, that which you've heard? Because the blessing is actually not in the hearing, it's in the doing of that which you've heard. So when you spend time meditating on the word of God, and you take it in. Your faith transforms from knowledge to a knowing. It is in that place that your faith actually becomes effectual. It's not about uh, 
uh, um, God is able to do, God provides my need, God does this, God does that, God does God, God, nothing will happen. Nothing. Do you know how much persuasion that the Babalawos have in their voodoo's that they, that, that, they, that they wield, in the power that they carry? It's sometimes disheartening that we Christians, we expect our hearts to be burning with fire and faith. But the songs that we listen to, the lifestyle that we, we, we I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that this looks like I'm preaching uh, morals. But actually, the word of God will affect the way you actually act and think. Many of us listen to garbage all week. Garbage songs, garbage stuff. And we come to church to listen to 15 minutes of mess of sermon. And then by saying that the pastor's big sermon is too long. How can faith be, be imparted into your heart? When you don't even have the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It means that faith, your faith is maintained by the present continuous tense of hearing, not having heard. He didn't say faith comes by having heard. He said faith comes by hearing. It means that you have to keep fellowshipping with God. Praise the Lord. Oh. Faith is a full-blown persuasion and you can only be fully persuaded by that which you constantly behold. Faith cannot be harnessed by the feeble-minded See, I need you to believe without any equivocation that God is actually able to do exceeding abundantly above what you can ask or think. The question is, do you believe every word that comes out from the word of God, from the mouth of God? Do you believe everything that has been written here in the Bible? Do you believe? Because if you don't bother believing, don't even bother confessing. Because many people in church come and say, eh, they begin to do confession. Eh, um, God can do everything that I want to do. I believe I receive. I believe I received. But in your heart of hearts, in your subconscious, you don't believe it. See, until you believe that healing is yours, until you believe it so much so that that you can almost respond to any sickness with disgust, that is when your faith actually actually does become effectual. For instance, you don't think hard when I call your name. If I say, Oh, Daniel, oh Israel, oh Esther. Oh, faith. If you don't think about it when I call your name. It is that same mindset. It is that same knowing of your name. It is the... Ah, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm trying to find a way to better, to better help you understand how faith actually becomes effectual. It is when you know what the word says about you concerning the situation as you know your name that your faith actually does become effectual. So it is not just enough to say what God has said, but that you actually believe with full persuasion what God has actually said. Then when you say with full conviction what God has said, those things will come to pass. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Meaning that faith is the ticket of fellowship with God. For the just shall be by faith. Meaning that if you are living in fear, you are not pleasing in God's sight. It means that you are living in sin. Yes. Because your entire Christian work is based on your belief in God, that God actually does exist and that he loves you and that he actually came to die, was buried for you and is resurrected upon you. And then you are seated in, with him in heavenly places to actually legislate upon the things of the earth, upon the matters of the earth. Now, question. Why is it that... Eh, God wants me to be rich, but I'm poor. Despite the fact that, uh, I mean, people have all sorts of questions. See, 
when Jesus, the Bible says in the book of Acts 10, they said how God anointed Jesus with power, with the Holy Ghost and power, who then went about doing good and healing all them that were oppressed. Many of you have so much faith, but you are not doing anything with it. He said how Jesus, how God anointed Jesus with power, who went about what? Doing. That is why James will say that faith without works is dead. That you have or that you think you have faith is not enough until you actually put it to test. You do it. How do you do it? You do it by actually working the word of God out. Changing your lifestyle. Changing your mindset. See, when somebody actually does, say, send you 10 million into your bank, there are certain places you stop visiting. It's used to visit Mama Put. Maybe you start visiting KFC. But in your broke state, that doesn't mean that you should now start going. Okay, let, let me give you a, a simple allegory. Um, a story. I remember when uh, I was in my 300 level and uh, I was getting some allowance from home. You know, but I wanted to, you know, start doing things for my, my family. I wanted to start showing them that, see, I am independent on this and that. And so I began to... Um, Pray about my finances. That Lord, please, I need, I need, I need help. I, I can't borrow anymore. I can't be broke anymore. There were times, there were days that for weeks I would not have anything to eat, and it so happened that you know we had trees in front of my house in school. So I'll pluck mangoes for weeks. And mangoes will make me purge, but I'll I'll purge, drink water, take the mangoes again, because that's all I had to eat. And this scripture became so really mad. The Lord is my shepherd. Do you know what I did then? I will go to a very fine entry on campus then. And I'll pick up my phone and I'll be making international calls that did not exist. And then I'll pick up my phone. For 15-20 minutes. Okay. Oh, hey, Mr. Mike, how you doing? How are you doing? Are you okay? Um, well, the, because I study construction, so I was always talking about construction-related things. I was like, oh, the drawing that you sent to me, your, your, your Spanish architect did not get it ready, and this, that, and I'll, and I'll speak for minutes and minutes and minutes and minutes. And I did that almost every day. Because a wealthy man is a busy man. Check. Any wealthy person is actually a busy person. So I decided that I was going to become busy. I'll wake up in the morning. I'll read books on, on, on finance. I'll read my Bible. I'll start my Bible. I'll pray. I'll get out of my house. I'll go and take phone calls that did not exist. And because at the time, nobody apart from my mom <laughs> and my classmates to remind me that there was an exam or a test was actually coming. Nobody was calling me. So I was not really that important. So I began to make international calls that did not exist today i have those calls coming in those calls, just yesterday as a time of the record i got a call from poland right and it was anyways it was for the ministry but then the, the point is this that i'm getting calls i'm getting results when i was making those dummy calls those fake calls i was substantiating in my mind a reality that i will be making deals with canadians and actually i actually made a deal last year i did a, a job a construction uh, job a design for a, a canadian firm a canadian practice and i was paid in canadian dollars so this faith thing is real can you hear me you have the ability to create the life that you want to see but it starts from the point of accepting that which God has given to you and putting your faith on it and working it out. Faith is being totally blind to, the, to what the world 
has said to the doctor's report. It is anchoring your faith on God. So I need you to go back to the Bible. Look at what God has said concerning your matter, concerning what you must have been, you might be going through. And meditate over it, contemplate, brood on it until that word becomes yours. That God has said it does not make it yours. Uh, yes, when God actually does say it, you take it as yours. And when you take it as yours, when you speak it and you do it, then it actually materializes in things that people can actually now see. God has spoken, but have you made it yours? Have you made it yours? That's the question I have for you today. Are you walking with your eyes wide shut? Or are you taking your cue from social media? I leave this with you today, my brother. I leave this with you today, my sister. Faith is not mental ascent. Faith is doing what I have seen my father God do on the physical, I mean, in the spirit realm. And I'm doing it on the physical. That God has authorized that you are rich does not mean that you will be rich. Jesus said something very staggering. He said, you would always have the poor among you. Ah, meaning that even in the, that means if they share one millionaire for everybody in this country, people will still be poor. Have you noticed that the people who win lotteries, five years down the line, those guys are broke again. Why? Why? Because they did not have the power to keep it. What you do not go through the process to get, you won't have the power to keep, even if it comes to you by chance. Faith is going through that process to get it. Life is spiritual. Though. I've gone to places whereby, you know, I presented um, business plans because I, I do business development. Or I've presented business plans and people, they loved it, but they did not give me the funds to sponsor that initiative. What? When I realized that life was spiritual, I went on my knees in tongues. And I began to decree the word of God over my life, over my business. And I began to, I began to say things like, I decree in the name of Jesus. Oh, kings require my services. Because see, the fact that the politician calls for your services doesn't mean that you pay. I have seen very stingy rich men who want your services for free if possible. So I would decree in my prayer time that in the name of Jesus, kings require my services and kings pay for my services. And, in, and actually, in the real terms, kings have required my services, kings have paid and are still paying for my services. So my brother, life is spiritual. No, 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 don't, don't just go there and start reading 48 laws of power. 48, 48 what? You get on your knees, get what God has said and you speak it. You speak it. Let me, let me tell you something. This is not a joking podcast. See, let me tell you something. Eh? If you will not get what God has given, God will not put it and shove it down your throat. If you will not get what God has given, God will not shove it down your throat. That God has authorized it doesn't mean he has appropriated it. In law, there are two things called authorization and appropriation. Authorization is government passing to law that... Um, that uh, we are going to build uh, the longest bridge in the world. But appropriation is when the government actually now brings the money to get it done. 
Now, God has authorized that you are permitted to be wealthy. But by the much sayings of your mouth, by the speaking of your mouth, and by you preparing and doing, you won't get rich. We have many anointed pastors that are broke. So that you're a pastor doesn't mean that you're automatically, you're automatically qualified for wealth. We have many broke pastors. We have many broke Christians. And people will begin to mock your God and say, Shibi, you're a Christian. Why are you broke? Praise the Lord. I, I, I need you to understand this. Many, many people are still sick because they say that God healed me. God healed me. Oh, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. But it has not become real to see until the word that God has said to you has become real to you. It will not be effectual. It will not become life. It will not become substance. It is in the process of substantiation that the word that the Lord has spoken is now yours. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So in the place of faith, you claim it. You rebuke the devil and you send ministering spirits to get what that which you said. Praise the Lord. I need you to understand this. Faith is not mental assent. Faith is not, uh, I have it, I have it, I have it, I have it. Faith is the full, is when you are fully persuaded that what God has said concerning you is yours. Amen and amen. This is the end of today. I pray and I believe that you are blessed by this. See, I had an entire theorem of exegesis, but see, it might not do you any good than just knowing that your full persuasion about what God has said concerning any matter of your life is much more important than the theories of what men have to say concerning what God has said. God has said something about this matter. Do you believe it? Yes, I do believe it. How sure are you that you believe it? How much does it mean to you? Oh, now that you believe that God has actually said it, and you actually believe because you see yourself in it. See, listen, God actually died for everybody. Jesus died for everybody. But not everybody will be saved. Why? Because they did not receive the salvation that he has provided. Amen. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, for the people who have listened to the sound of my voice. Father, I pray that even in this simplicity, even in this simple thing that has been said, Lord, that the understanding is imparted into their hearts. I ask that these people are transformed, that they step out of their day to actually catch all the words that you've said concerning them, and then they put it to action through meditation, through praying, and through working it out. Father, I pray, Lord, that by this message, we will not have lazy believers who will just listen to messages and not do it who will not take steps, not take risks, who will not study, who will not act. Father, I pray, O oh Lord, that people will be fervent in their spirit and not slothful in business. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Amen. I hope this blessed you. Uh, the next podcast, I'll be talking about how to fuel your faith, how to furnish your faith. And in subsequent podcasts, we'll talk about how to turn your face loose. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Till next time.